Hey guys, welcome back to Unscripted Scripture. I'm Jack. And I'm Zach. Yeah! We are back together again. <laughs> the band is back together. <laughs> we are in the same building, <laughs> in the same table, beneath yeah. the same microphone, drinking the same chocolate milk. Uh -huh. Wow, different cups. Different cups. But, but same drinks. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. We're COVID's going around, man. Oh, true. Yeah. We, Can't be we're not doing from the same, same cup. cup. That's good. Yeah. He's keeping me in check. Right, right, right. But we're here, and we're going to be sipping on these Choclo milks while we get into Exodus. We get into the Word today for our third episode of the Plague series. Number three! Hey, good things happen when three happens. Like oh, third yeah. Third time's a charm. Third time's the charm. Well, except for baseball. Three strikes, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um... As Jack takes a drink of his chocolate milk, um, and Abby takes her picture, uh, we I will give you the um, load down of what happened yeah. last week in case you didn't listen. So which you should have because yeah, it was homework. Anyways, homework. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Um. So we had we had some bugs, some bulls and boils. Nice. Oh my. So the bugs, two different bugs, the gnats came, not the baseball team, but the small bug came, and they were flying around, they were everywhere, every little particle of dust, um, and then uh, right after that, Moses brought flies, um, and the flies, same thing, were everywhere, um, and then God took them all away, uh, because Pharaoh asked for it, said, I will grant you your people. Um, and how do you take it away? I think he just prayed and, uh, the fries left, yeah. the flies left and, uh, just like it happens, not one remains. Um, and then we had the livestock and that was all the Egyptians livestock just died. Um, and so then we had the boils and in the boils, mm -hmm. um, the animals that were left, got boils as long i mean as well as the people um they also got boils and then we move on to our next three plagues that we're going to talk about which is the hail the locusts and the darkness oh good stuff and yeah, it's yeah. getting rougher and rougher from here i know i think we're about Anyways. to find that yeah. out yeah you thought it was pretty bad when frogs were sleeping with you now <laughs> it's about to be like dark yeah but we'll get there we'll get there so we're starting off here at the end of uh, Plague of Boils, and we're starting in Exodus 9.13 uh, with the Plague of Hail. And the Lord is again coming to Moses and instructing him to go to Pharaoh and say, Let my people go, because I will send the full force of my plagues against you. And against your officials and your people, so you may know that there is no one like me in all the earth. So he's bringing it all now. Mm -hmm. He's not messing around anymore. He's bringing all of his wrath down mm -hmm. on Egypt. Right. Um, and he's talking to Moses uh, and talking to him about what he's going to say to Pharaoh. And in 16, it says, I've raised you up for this very purpose, that you might show 
that I might show you my power and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. Um, so it's this teaching moment for Moses too. It's, it's helping him grow uh, as well as trying to get through to Pharaoh. So it's everybody's being uh, shown the power of God um, through this whole process and this whole journey. Um, so he says in 18, moving on, he says, Therefore, at this time tomorrow, I will send the worst hailstorm that has ever fallen on Egypt from the day it was founded till now. Mm-hmm. The biggest hailstorm. And I don't know if you know what hail is, but it's like hardened like ice, ice. And, and salt and whatever else. And it comes down as a super solidified snowflake pretty much yeah comes down like a rock i know i want to like i want to see what the biggest piece of hail was that came down from this hail storm oh man because i mean there's different sizes of hills you got you got like golf ball sizes which that's even pretty big that's imagine huge. a golf ball coming from the sky oh jeez right and how does that head. even happen how do like how does god make clouds that are so light and so puffy make such hard Solid things just fall and drop to the sky. Yeah, that makes no sense. I don't understand. What? I know. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> I, God, I'll ask him that question when I get there. Um, when I get to heaven. But, um, yeah. And then what if you have something bigger? Like, if we talk yeah. about golf ball size, but what about baseball size or soccer bigger, ball size? Bigger. Um, beach well, ball size. What's the biggest ball you know? Beach ball. Um, beach ball. That's a hard beach ball. Oh, they have those workout balls. Those are pretty. Oh big. yeah, medicine balls. Medicine balls. Yeah. yeah. Um, What's another big ball? Those bubbles that people get in. You oh, know? the really big bubbles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hail that size. I would crush a house or a car. Yeah, maybe not that big. I don't know. It's God. He could do whatever he wants. But in the time of Revelation, uh, Revelation sixteen twenty one is talking about when God's wrath is coming. To the end of the earth. So it's like Armageddon pretty much. Mm. Uh, in 1621, it says, From the sky, huge hailstones, each weighing about 100 pounds, fell on people. Gee, that's crazy. That is your beach ball. 100 pounds. That's insane. That was like me freshman year. Dropping <laughs> from the sky. It's <laughs> <That is> crazy. <laughs> oh, my word. Uh, that was me like seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's insane i mean so this is obviously fearful and and pharaoh recognizes this fear and he um the officials of pharaoh also see this yeah and they're mm-hmm. scared yeah and in 20 um it says those officials of pharaoh who feared the word of the lord hurried to bring their slaves and their livestock inside but those who ignored the word of the lord left their slaves and livestock in the field so god's giving them God's giving them the chance to escape. He's allowing the well-minded and the, the strong-minded officials of Pharaoh mm-hmm. try to get away with this. Like, save your livestock, right. save, your, save your slaves, because you should be fearful of what's coming. Well, and some of the, uh, most of these officials, it says, like, obviously they started to believe because they, it says some of them went and they did hide their stuff. Yeah. Um, but it didn't say that all of them believed because... Um, the ones who didn't left out the mm-hmm. livestock and all that um so like this is a turning point um in the past we saw a turning point with the magicians saying like dude this is the finger of god um and that was like the first step i feel like it was a turning point 
for Egyptians to say, okay, something's happening here. Now I feel like this is now another bigger, like you go the next step up and now you're having Pharaoh's next set men, like mm -hmm. his... His advisors. His, yeah. His, so the yeah. officials who are suddenly starting to think like, dude, this is the real deal. Like I've already been through seven of these and you're yeah. going to now bring hail on me. Um, so yeah. So they're starting to turn too. Um, yeah. But yeah, it crushed their whole entire fields. Um, so everything that they planted. So like God already took out all their livestock and their animals beforehand. Um, and what wasn't left, he definitely got in this storm here. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so you got their animals and now with this storm, you got their plants. Um, except for one plant, they said that it didn't come up yet. So that it was able to, the um, wheat and spelt. Is that what it was? Wheat and spelt yeah, survived? 32, you know, verse 32 talks about the wheat and the spelt. Um, that survived because they were ripening later. Gotcha. So they weren't okay. full in bloom. Right. Um, but yeah, this hail didn't just come down. Like we, It says the plague of hail, but it wasn't just hail. In mm. 23, when Moses stretched out his staff, the Lord sent thunder and lightning mm. in the also with hail. So it was complete. Just I can just picture this darkness of clouds coming and like gallons, just tons of hail flying down. Probably some rain in there. Yeah. With thunder and lightning shooting in the ground, starting fires and just chaos totally unfolding. Livestock dying. And, and it says, they beat down everything growing in the fields and stripped every tree. That's the power of the hail, man. It was stripping down trees. It was so massive. Whoa, that's... Yeah, so we probably did have some soccer ball hails. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, for not only just hail, it's like this is a storm. The worst storm that... Probably is that the earth has ever seen. You would think back to in Genesis when Sodom and Gomorrah was being cursed by God and he sent the fires of, of sulfur mm. down. Yeah. Um, when while Lot and his family were escaping, um, that whole that whole situation just destroying Sodom and Gomorrah with complete chaos and wrath of God. That's the situation that Egypt is experiencing mm -hmm. now, I think. Yeah. And it's unspeakable and kind of unbelievable for us to even picture that. It would be over every every news station in the world would be like, what is going on in <laughs> Egypt right now? <laughs> what is happening? And we look in 26, and this is the part um, where Israel, Israelites are spared. The only place it did not hail mm. was the land of Goshen, mm. where the Israelites were. Um, so God did spare them. As he had done before. Yeah. And Pharaoh then summoned Moses and Aaron and confessed and honestly said, This time I have sinned. This time I have sinned. The Lord is in the right, and I and my people are in the wrong. So he says, Pray to the Lord, for we have had enough thunder and hail. I will let you go. You don't have to stay any longer. Um, Moses replies that. Um, I will spread out my hands in prayer to the Lord. The thunder will stop. There will be no more hail. But I know that you and your officials still don't fear the Lord. So he wasn't convinced. Moses oh, was definitely yeah. not convinced that well, Pharaoh was a changed man. Yeah. We said third time's a charm for this podcast. Like, this is going to be a good podcast. Um, but obviously Moses is like, I gave you a third time, fourth time, yeah. fifth time, sixth time. I still don't believe you. 
Um, but it was a big kind of Pharaoh. This is the first time Pharaoh kind of said something about him sinning. Um, mm. All the other times he just kind of was like, okay, fine. Um, let it go. Let God go. And then mm-hmm. I'll let your people go. Um, so I thought it was big. But then for like Moses to just come back and slap Pharaoh in the face and say, yeah, you're not done yet. No, you guys mm-hmm. don't believe yet. No um, way. That was pretty big. Yeah, for sure. And so we mentioned earlier in this, this a little bit ago about the wheat and the spelt not being destroyed, but some other crops that were destroyed was the flax and the barley because mm-hmm. uh, they were in bloom. And do you know what flax is? No, I don't. I didn't either, so okay. I had to look it up. Um, but flax is, was a plant fiber that was used to make linen. It was very valuable in Egypt because hmm. uh, it was woven into their clothes and their sheets, but it also prevents constipation. Well, there you go. So you That know, was definitely needed back then. Oh, I bet it was needed Are you kidding then. me? So, uh, After that eating was all those frogs and stuff? <laughs> there was a lot of constipated <laughs> Egyptians during this time. Oh, man. They didn't have any flags. If it wasn't as as, fr- as frustrating already, oh, it man. is now. <laughs> That's a little side note that probably had a big impact <laughs> on them. That's why Pharaoh wanted, wanted it gone. He was constipated. <laughs> I have sinned. I have sinned. Take oh, it man. away. Um, but so Moses did as he promised. As Pharaoh requested, he stopped the rain. He, mm-hmm. he prayed to the Lord, and, and God stopped the, the rain and hail and thunder. Uh, but when Pharaoh saw that the rain and hail and thunder had stopped, he sinned Guess again. what he did. He Shocker. sinned again. Spoiler, man. What? No way. And this this is so cool because this this is something we all do so often. You and I, like everybody, we do this all the time where we cry out for help to God uh. when everything is tough and when it just seems so hopeless. And right as he pulls us from that, we fall back into our old ways and we continue to sin and turn to disobedience. Mm. And so this is a this is a clear example of how we so often relate to Pharaoh. Like, we have hardened hearts, and we're not seeing things clearly. Um, but that's where Moses and the Israelites, hmm. they they see differently. Like, we have to follow God. The importance of obeying God during this time is so crucial. Um, and so we can learn a lot from that, I think. And that kind of brings us to the end of this plague. Yeah, of plague one with the hail. Yeah. I, that's a great lesson, Jack. I, uh, I'm really glad you brought that up because... It really is. Uh, after time and time again, we do fail. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was all just like you said. Um, and we ask for God's forgiveness and then we fail again. Yeah. So I think a lot of us can relate to Pharaoh without even knowing that we do do it. So it's a, it's a good eye opener right there. Um, but then we move into the locusts. Um, plague of the locusts. And mm. so like you had everything that was living like that uh, wheat and what was the other plant? Wheat and oh, the spelt. Spelt, yeah. Um, so you had that, um, and well, these locusts pretty much came and tore it up. Um, and I relate that a lot to what we have here. Um, we have these spotter and lantern flies, um, Ooh. and they're eating all the trees and crops up and making everything black. Um, Mm-hmm. And they're ruining everything. Um, yeah, if you're in if you're in Pennsylvania, 
you'll see the tape around the trees and you know we right. got lanternflies. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I was able to relate a lot to that when I, <laughs> when I saw the locusts. Um, but, like, this, seriously, like, God's squeezing every last thing from them. Um, now they have nothing, like, no livestock. Everything they have to live, their food, um, the stuff they might make profit off of is gone. Um, these Egyptians, their resources are gone. Um, yeah, they're really struggling. And when these locusts come, it's it's hard because they are so overwhelming in numbers. Mm. And we see that in five when when um, Moses and Aaron say that they will cover the face of the ground so that it cannot be seen. Yeah. There will be so many locusts that you won't be able to see the ground. You'll be walking and just crunching <laughs> locusts mm-hmm. everywhere. And these guys aren't wearing sneakers or boots, you know. They're wearing sandals right. or yeah. going barefoot. Oh, and they got they crunch got, every they got guts and crunch, locusts crunch. <laughs> all over their oh, toes, no. and it cannot feel good at all. But um, so they say all this to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh, one of his officials, is like, "Yo, dude, like, how long are you gonna let this man take everything from us?" Yeah. Um. His own He's official. like, just let his people go. Let them go worship their God. And Pharaoh, well, with his heart was hardened. Um, but man, he's so stubborn. I mean, we how it's not new, but like his people are tired of it. It's just him, like his selfish ambition of like just continuing to hard and, and and be stubborn and not not look after his people it just proves how disgusting of a person he was and mm. just the ruthless leader um yeah well then so they the pharaoh does say um he does invite them back after his official said don't let them ruin egypt after yeah they pretty much had most of it ruined um so he invited moses and aaron back and said so go worship your go worship your god but tell me, who are you taking with you? Um, and instead of Moses saying, like, everyone, we're taking everyone. Moses, he gets, he's like, oh, he's like, we're taking the young, the old, the sons, the daughters, the flocks, the herds, um, because we're going to celebrate to the Lord. And Pharaoh said, uh, the Lord will be with you if I let you go, along with your women and children. Clearly, you are bent on evil. No, have only men go and worship God. Um, so he just wanted to send the men mm-hmm. um, and keep the women, children, and livestock. Um, so Moses is like, no, nope, I'm not going without it all. So... Um, what will happen after that? He cursed them. That's when that's when the Lord sent the locusts. Oh, oh. God, so oh, okay. he said to Moses, you know, stretch out your hand and locusts will swarm everywhere and devour everything. Everything that is left by the hail mm. will now be eaten by the locusts. Hmm. And he did that. And the by the next morning, the wind brought all the locusts. And I, I can't imagine that. Like a huge just dust storm. Yeah. Looks like a cloud coming and you find out it's locusts. Like... <laughs> <laughs> billions of little bugs um, invaded everywhere in Egypt and 
It says, never before had there been such a plague of locusts, nor will there ever be again. Mm, mm-hmm. They covered all the ground until it was black. Like we said before, man. Just yeah. everywhere. And everything that was left by the hail was devoured by them. Nothing green remained mm. in Egypt. Um, but the same thing that brought them in was the same thing that took them out, Moses. Um, obviously, Pharaoh complained and said, all right. I have sinned against your Lord um, and against you, for I will sin no more. Um, so pray to your Lord um, to take away these de- this deadly plague. Um, and Moses prayed, and a strong west wind came up, took all the locusts, and carried them into the Red Sea. Um, and not one locust was left in Egypt. Uh, but as you guys know, Pharaoh's heart was hardened after um, and he would not re- let the Israelites go. Mm, another plague down. Another yep. stubborn Pharaoh. Yep, that was plague eight. Now we get to move to plague nine. We are on the ninth plague. Which is darkness. Oh, Egypt is already in chaos and they're shattered and his and own nothing. people are yeah. coming and, and calling him out. All he has is people. That's yeah. all that's left in yeah. the city. There's His nothing. buildings that he built, which who knows if they're still long because of the hail, mm-hmm. um, but these all he has is the people. That's it. And so, twenty one. This is the one that God is going to debilitate and just destroy the Egyptians. It says to Moses, "Stretch out your hand toward the sky, so that darkness spreads over Egypt, mm. a darkness that can be felt." Yeah, I I don't know, dude. I what does that mean? <laughs> means it was mean? pretty strong, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Something like so dark that it's just it's, it's that dense and and. But can I can't I even, even wrap know. my head around it? Yeah, unless is, it was like a. The only thing I can think of is like a dark cloud that's just like in. That you're just living in a dark cloud, because you can kind of feel like a fog. You kind of feel fog. Yeah. But still, that doesn't even justify like this is dark you can't even see your hand in front of you mm-hmm. maybe it's so dark to the point where when it says the darkness that can be felt meaning that the darkness itself is you know penetrating your feelings and your emotions oh, so not physically but like more yeah. mentally maybe it's like it's it's destroying our senses and it's destroying hmm. our routine and our habits and it's just it's we're feeling it okay. maybe it's something like that i don't know you yeah know, it's uh, it's unthinkable, and that's what makes it a plague, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> and this darkness covered all of Egypt for three days. They couldn't see anyone else or move about for 72 hours. Mm. Yet all the Israelites had light in the places where they lived. And so when I, I pictured this when I was reading it, and yeah. I was just pictured darkness, but then throughout the land, just little shining beams of light on the areas where Israelites are camped and they're staying. Like, as, how can you not believe in a God that does that? Like, how can right. you not, how can you think After that's man-made that. or, or something evil? Like, it's... Hmm. True. So, like, as an Egyptian, do you think, like, way off in the distance they could see that one beam of light just, Maybe. like, hit me? Maybe. And they're like, what? But they've seen this this whole time. Like, why have the Israelites been spared? It through every mm-hmm. plague like mm-hmm. why has god 
why has this God helped all these people for that reason? And that, I'm sure, like impacted some hearts. And it definitely has impacted Pharaoh's officials. Mm-hmm. Like, let the people go so that they may worship the Lord their God. Like, they recognize that there is a God and that right. he's doing something. Yeah. Um, but they just don't fear him that much yet. Right. And, well, then, so the whole thing happens if we get back to Pharaoh and Moses. Um, again, Moses like, let my people go. And Pharaoh's like, okay, go worship the Lord. Um, take your women, your children, and your men, but leave your flocks and your herds behind. And Moses is like, no, we need, that's the sacrifices to our Lord. Um, we need those things. Um, so we cannot leave them behind. And Pharaoh got so mad that he said, well, too bad then. You're not, I'm not letting you go. Yeah. Um, he said, get out of my sight. Uh, make sure you do not appear before me again. Uh, the day you see my face, you will die. And so th- that like this was Pharaoh was so mad. I think he was so frustrated with everything that's going on. And he's trying to in Pharaoh's head, he's trying to work with Moses without losing it all. He's trying to be like, even though it's not really Pharaoh's to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the world, I guess it is. In a worldly view, it is. But in a godly view, it's not. All this stuff is not Pharaoh's. Um, so Pharaoh's just so mad that he says, get out of here. I don't want to see you anymore. Um, but he's loosening his grip. Like we can tell that earlier in the plague of locusts, he says, you know, the men can go and worship. Mm. Now he's like, you know what? The women and children can go too, but you got to leave your livestock. So he's not committing to that, you know, let, like, you guys go. You're free right. to go. Everyone, everything can go. But he's he's getting there, mm-hmm. and he's loosing that grip, and we can see that as we're narrowing down all these plagues here. Right. And it ends kind of with Moses saying, fine, you will never, I will never appear to you again. Um, hmm. So how, we're at nine plagues. Yeah. How is Plague 10 happening? How's it going to end, man? I don't know. What's going to happen? What? What's it going to be? I'm excited about it, though. Yeah, but that brings us to the end. Um, We went through three plagues again. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the listening, and I hope you'll be back next week to listen to some more. Uh, You can always find some more information on our Twitter and our Instagram, and if that's not enough information for you, just contact us, and we'll be happy to get back to you. All right, peace out, guys. See ya.